0: Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. You may be seated. I want you to know I missed you. We worshiped with down to maybe six people at some points. probably the most we had was 13 14 in this whole building i know we don't have everybody home everybody that's home online i miss you we love you i'm praying you have great church at home and i'm praying that i will see you soon everybody here do we want to see our rest of our church family home soon we love and miss you all and hope to see you soon and i want you guys to know it's great to be home it's great good to see you brother tony Good to have my friend here with us this morning, Brother Omar, thank you for being with us. I, I just have to say this, where's Sherry and Tina? I love you. Our, our preschool teachers are here this morning worshiping with us. Thank you for being with us this morning, we love you. And I can't wait for you to babysit my children, I mean, teach my children. If you have toddlers at home, you are ready for preschool to open up. You are ready for kindergarten to start June 1st. So everybody that's been home with toddlers understands. I've noticed a lot of toddlers aren't here this morning. There are a few wise parents out there. So it's so good to be with you guys. I want to speak for a few minutes. Uh, I, I say a few minutes, but my wife tells me that every time I preach, I get longer winded, not taller, but longer winded. So I want to speak to you for a few minutes that all you need this morning is a word. All you need this morning is a word. All I need is a word this morning. Amen. See, there was a young man named Edward. He had enrolled in music theory class that this wonderful teacher was teaching in Moore Park Community College, a little sleepy town here in California. And the first day of class, the students kind of started rolling in and milling in. And she noticed, this is a true story, she noticed this teacher or the student, and he came in. And he was tall, he was over six foot tall. She said he was the tallest student I had. She goes, but he walked in like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. She said six foot tall, and would come in and just slunch down and sit in the back of the class. She says it wasn't hard to miss him. He sat in the back row, slumped down in his chair, folded his arms. She goes, this would be his general entrance to class for most of the semester. As the weeks progressed, his schoolwork wasn't going very well she goes his grades were way below his ability he never participated in class discussions or offered to answer any questions she said to my knowledge he has no friends he had no friends he would sit under a tree at lunch by himself and she said sometimes i would go out there and i would sit with him and just talk with him see edward missed too many classes and when he did come he carried himself like an old man carried himself slumped over however one morning as class was ending students started to file out she noticed she got a half a glance from Edward and a half of a smirk of a smile and the more positive interest she showed in Edward the greater he began to do and the more he began to input and his grades began to raise and his grades began to go up the semester was winding down and finals were there and he was taking a final and she said he was the last student he was struggling the last one there and he came up and he brought up that piece of paper and he turned it in she said I said a silent prayer for him she said Edward don't forget you have your oral exam Tuesday 9 a.m. please be here Tuesday 9 a.m. she said that over the weekend I thought about Edward she was, I didn't know much about him Tuesday morning came it was time for the oral exam Students were lined up at her door at 9 a.m. She said, I looked out as I called the first student and Edward wasn't there. She goes, as the hour peeled on, I kept looking, student after student, Edward never showed up. She said, I got done with the last student and I looked out there and there was no Edward. She goes, I went in with the last student, completed it. She goes, I sat there for a minute. She said, am I fooling myself? She says, am I trying for no reason? She said, I got up, put all my stuff together. She says, I literally closed my door and I heard footsteps coming down the hallway. She said, I thought to myself, could it possibly be Edward? She said, I turned and I looked. And She goes, it was Edward slumped over. He said, Ma- ma'am, I'm so sorry, I'm late. Please forgive me. Please, let, just let me do the test. And she said, okay, come on, open the door. She said, he looked just horrible. His eyes were sunk with dark black circles and the hollows of his cheeks were drawn. His swollen lips were cracked with dried blood. His skin was pale and his hair was and He was wearing the same clothes he wore for the last week to school. This is what he said. I know I'm getting a low grade on my final. I realize that I haven't been participating in class. I know I'm an embarrassment to you and my family. I'm lazy, I am selfish, I'm stupid. I'm ugly and good for nothing. I have no place on this earth and what's more, no one can ever love a person like me. I am absolutely hopeless with no future. She goes, I could not believe my ears. I wanted to interrupt, I wanted to scream, I wanted to cry, I wanted to hug him. She goes, but I just listened. She said, when he finished, I turned around and completely looked him in the eye, and I saw a lostness in his eyes. She said, Edward, your final grade is an A. His reaction was complete in shock. He goes, you're giving me an A? Me? Why would you give me an A? I've done such a poor job in class and on assignments, on my final exam. Why would you do that? Her answer to Edward was this. You may appear to be a failing student, but you are an A person. I believe in you now, and I will always believe in you. I am here for you now, and I will always be here for you. Never, ever forget that. No, now go and create the life you've dreamed of. Believe in yourself and I will be watching. And by the way, Edward, I love you. She goes, I've never done that for a student before and I've never done it for a student after. She said, but something in my heart just rose up. So that night I went to bed, didn't know if I helped Edward. She goes, I got a phone call at three in the morning. And my fog, my brain. I tried to answer, sound alert. And on the other end of the phone, I hear, "Is this Miss Edwards' music theor- or Is this Edwards' music theory piano teacher from Moorpark College?" I told the man on the other side of the voice, "Yes. I'm a pastor from Edwards Church, and I have something to tell you. I want to thank you on behalf of Edwards' family and myself for saving his life today. When Edward came to take his final test." He had left his parents a note that said he was sorry for being lazy, for being a horrible son, for being good for nothing. He told them, you will find my body in the closet. You can please cremate me. And his last words to his parents were going to be, I love you. But when he came home after your final, he didn't kill himself. If somebody's words to a student in human nature can change his life. What can being in the presence of God do for you this morning? What can it do for you to be in the presence of the King? One word from the Lord is all you need. I want you to know God hears your prayers. He sees your tears. He knows your worries. He knows your anxieties. He knows what you're stressing about. He knows where your financial condition is. And I want you to know all you need this morning is one word from the king. All you need is one word out of heaven this morning. And I want you to know I feel like God has a word for each and every person that is here and each and every person that is streaming online. I want you to know there is a word for you today and God is here. Somebody give him. Oh, can we do this? Can we give him a shout of praise? One more time. Can we give him a shout of praise? If you have your word with you this morning, would you turn to John 1 and 1? We'll read a few passages of scripture. If you want to stand... For the reading of the Word, that is totally fine as it's the culture here in our church. In the beginning, we know this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Verse four, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So I want to entitle this short message today, all I need is a word. All I need is a word. God, anoint our time here. Your word is anointed. It's already settled in heaven. God, but anoint the words coming out of my mouth, life-giving words to your people, to your saints, to your wonderful creation here and online. God, use us for your glory and your honor. Somebody say in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I know you haven't done that in 11 or 12 weeks, so maybe, let me practice this. Why don't you just say amen? Amen. All right, why don't you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Okay, now somebody say chicken. chicken. I'm between you and your chicken. <laughs> Fried with honey on top? Okay, no, never mind. Okay, let's go. I, I do need a volunteer today. Um, would well, Drake, would you help me? Because of coronavirus, I am going to try to use family here. Uh, you can do your mask or not. I'm up. It so will be up here. I won't. I, I might get close to you in a minute. Let me see here. So one of the things that's so important, I know I got a few things going over here. Sorry, Pastor. You have to get a hold of the word. In the beginning was the word. Now that word's important to me. I know it's beat up. I've probably had this since I was about 13. How old are you? 13. And so it's my daily Bible. Going through, anyhow, very important. Now hold the word like it's important. Grasp the word like it's important. Because I think the Bible says to buy the truth and sell it not. So we got to, what does it mean to Grasp to get a hold it means to hold firmly to hold it tightly that you need to hold it like it's important to you that you need to keep it close to you so how many is this how many in this room put the word next to your chest like you know like if are you are you single okay he's single are there any girls here that you like okay we'll try next service okay we got options we got options okay so hold that, yeah, like, oh, you love, like, one day you're gonna love a girl, like a wife, maybe a child, maybe better with a child. Listen, your mom says love it like a child, like a baby, okay? Hold that like a baby. He is single, he is 13. He's gonna be tall, so he, do you have money? Because girl, that's important to girls. If you have money, that's gonna help you in life. Okay, so, but you gotta hold the word, because in the beginning was the word, how many of you began 2020 with a word or a promise? Right. How many of you maybe began 2010 with a word or a promise? Yeah. How many of you have ever had a word? Do this. If you've ever had a promise, a word from God, raise one hand. If you've had more than one word or one promise from God in your lifetime, raise the other hand. Right. Now, if those, some of those words have probably come true to fruition already. But if they haven't come true to fruition, it's okay. And I'm going to explain that to you a minute. But here, if you began this year with a word or a promise from heaven, you, we raised one hand. For you or your family or your destiny or your walk with Christ. If you began 2010 or 2015 or 2016 with a word. Because it always begins with the word. In the beginning was the word. Or, or have you ever got a word from God in a service before? Or is, in, you've been reading your Bible and the word jumps out to you at a certain moment. Now, my subsequent question, if you received a word, why are you still holding on to the word? If you had a promise, why are you still holding on to the promise? Now, I want to ask you this one more time. If a year passed and you have yet to see the promise or a decade or 20 years or 30 years have passed, Why are you still holding on to the promise? Because why? Luke 1.37 says this. No word from God will ever fail. I want to repeat that to help you here one more time. No word from God will ever fail. So it goes back into the story of when John the Baptist was born and Zachariah and his mom, his dad Zachariah and his mom Elizabeth. So let's call them Zachy and Lizzie, okay? But there are a few... He was a a priest and he had this time. It was his turn to go into the Holy of Holies and it was his turn to do the ritual. But see, he had had what they would call a a scar or a a blot on his reputation because it was a horrible thing for a couple to not have children back in the day. And they were, it's a nice way of saying they were old. It says they were advanced in their years. They were old, very old. They weren't supposed to have kids. And so they had this curse, what, what, the, what it felt like was a curse on them, and people would think that they had secret sin in their life because they didn't have a child. So he goes in, and he's doing the ritual, and it's a beautiful moment. The Israelites are outside the Holy of Holies, and they're worshiping as he's going in and doing the ritual. And it says, as he begins to turn to leave... All of a sudden, an angel, Gabriel, is to there, and Gabriel begins to tell him that, that what he's prayed for, and what he's sought after, and what he's wanted, God is going to fulfill that in him. And he, and before he can answer, Zechariah goes, I, "I'm old," and then my, I think he might have wanted to say, "and my wife's in worse shape than me." But Gabriel said, I, and some people interpret that. Gabriel and God got upset with him but I just interpret that Gabriel gave him a sign that it was going to happen and he just took away his voice and he couldn't talk. So when he came out of the holy of holies and God had given him a word when when Zechariah walked out he had to come out and he was playing charades. What, what am I here to tell you? one. if you can give me a little more monitor. When you come in contact with God and he gives you a word, you are going to come out of that situation changed. You're not going to come out bitter. You're not going to come out angry. You're not going to come out worse. He came out knowing that there was a promise coming down the road, that in God's time, that word was going to come true. I want you to know you may have been locked up in your house for 10 weeks, but God knows where you're at and he has a word for you this morning. And you're coming out of this situation better. You're coming out stronger. You're coming out changed in the name of Jesus. Not only did the word change him and his wife, they used that word as an encouragement for Mary. Because then the angel, this angel's just messing people up right now. He walks in and to Mary and says, You're gonna conceive a child, and you're gonna and and it's just gonna be the Messiah. Strouts this on a little 16 year old young lady. And she begins to question. She begins to doubt, maybe. Honest questions how would this happen? I'm a young lady, I'm not married. And Gabriel says, look, you know, your Auntie Liz, you know how old she is? I put a baby inside of her, and I can put a baby inside of you. So that word wasn't just to help out Zechariah and Lizzie. That word also helped Mary. So your word isn't just for you. Your word is for your family and your word is for your children and your word is for your community and your word is for your workplace and your word is for your school and your word is for everybody that you come in contact with. Why? Because when you come in p- contact with the holy of holies and you come into the presence of God, I am here to tell you that that presence is going to change you and we're going to get into it. It's gonna, you're going to have a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. What does Isaiah say? Here's what it says. Are you holding on to the word? Tight. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Hold on to it tight. Because Isaiah says this. Here's what it says. and It's the same with my word. I will send it out. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. Let me tell you, the last half of 2021... It's his word is going to produce fruit in your life. And going into 2021, in the last of 2020, it's going to produce fruit in your life. God's word will accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. And there is no sin. There is no pandemic. There is no riot. There is no no fighting. There is no anything that can separate you from what God's word is going to do in your life the word will accomplish. It will be successful. You will achieve the dream that you've always dreamed about. You will make it and you will prosper wherever I send it. I'm here to tell you wherever God sends it and sends you over the next six months, the next decade, the next 30 years, it will prosper. You're going to prosper wherever you go. I don't hear. Let me help you. I don't care what you went through. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you went through the past decade. His word will prosper. When you go through the furnace, I'm here to tell you the word will prosper. When you go through the valley, I'm here to tell you the word will prosper. When you go through a pandemic, I'm here to tell you the word will prosper. Why? Because you have the word, and the word is forever settled in heaven. In the beginning was the word, and at the end is the word. The word is always the word, and it will provide, it will survive. So the enemy's objective is to get you to drop the word. I'm testing you to drop the word. Simple, sinister, to get you to let go of the word, to forsake the word. Satan wants you to be wordless. It's impossible for you to have a word and to have zero worth. If the word of God, it's the word of God that gives you worth. You cannot convince me that I'm worthless when I read this book. The enemy knows that a person with a word is a dangerous person. Hell knows that if you have a word, you're a dangerous person because a person with the word will build an ark when everybody's laughing at him and he will save his family because a person with a word will go into a fiery furnace and say, if he saves me, great. And if he doesn't save me, it's fine. I'm still going to worship my Lord. I'm here to tell you because a person with a word will walk into a situation and he'll say, open the Red Sea and he'll save a nation when a person has a word. What you need, you don't need another job. You don't need a pay raise. You don't know all you need is a word because it's the word that brings you life. It's the word that sustains you. It's the word that keeps you. Because a person with a word will walk on water. A person with a word will cast out demons. A person with the word will shake off the snake when it comes out of the fire and say, I'm on my way to my destiny. I got a question. Is there a few people in the house that say, I have a word, that I'm still holding on to the promise, that I'm not letting go? Are there a few people online that say, I have a promise, (laughs) and I have a word, and I'm not letting go? So the enemy's objective is to get you to drop the word. So sometimes now we don't have a big budget for sermon illustrations. <laughs> and I thought of this at like 8:30 this morning. so <laughs> sometimes we can survive the big stuff. Don't drop the word. But it's the little stuff that just keeps coming and never lets, right? And it just overtakes you and life begins to drown you. But what did he do? He held on to the word. When all the anxiety and stress and all the fears, all the worries, all the cares, what am I gonna have a job when this thing's over? Am I, you know what? But he held on to the word. There's a few people I know your hand. Yes, pastor's got a bad hand. There's. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> now let's trade for a second. Hold on. Is that heavy? Sure. Was that gonna hurt? Yeah. <laughs> How strong are you? Show us. Do some. Do some arm curls. Show the ladies. <laughs> no. Next service. We'll work on it. Okay. But there's some people, and I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. There's some people that only went through some little stuff. But there's some people in the last 10 years, if I drop this on his foot, (laughs) you got good insurance? Do you believe Jesus can heal you? I know, but he ain't going to heal you if I'm I'm retarded, so (laughs) I'll just tell you that right now. Okay. (laughs) We still have insurance, Pastor? Okay. But sometimes you've gone, hold on, can you carry it? Mm -hmm. But as long as you put the heavy things and the sickness and the disease, and I've lost my house, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to, ma- if our marriages, as long as you put it on top of the word, it's not going to hurt you. But so many times we don't have a word, put your hands on that, and it just drop. let it go, let, it's going to drop, that would hurt. And he's not, he might say something, and it's going to be, he's a Christian, so it's going to be okay. Hold the word. You know those people that have survived the last 15 years or 10 years or two years or they've had a horrible year. You know who they are without them telling you who they are. They don't go on Facebook or Instagram or they don't tweet it. Oh, the devil threw his biggest stone at me. You know, not because of the tweet or the post or because they tell you, but you know because they praise a little different. You know, because they shout a little louder. You know, because they dance a little longer. Their worship is a little broken, but they just keep on working. They lift their hands a little higher. Why? Because they survived. They get to church a little early. They wake up on Monday morning and they still give him a little praise. Is there anyone here who has a testimony? (laughs) Is there anybody here that has a testimony? If you're here in spite of everything the devil threw at you, I want you to say, I'm still standing. The enemy tried to destroy your family. The enemy tried to destroy your future. But you need to say, I'm still standing. The enemy tried to bring sickness. The enemy tried to bring depression. The enemy tried to bring anxiety. But I'm if the enemy threw everything he had at you and you're still here holding on to the word, I want you to know God's promises are yes and amen. You still got the word? I'm still here. I'm still standing. In spite of what came against you, you're still here. I dare you to look life in the face. I dare you to look at hell in the face and say, I'm still here. We don't need to be a weak church. We don't need to be afraid of anything. We are a strong, united, powerful church. You ought to look hell in the face and say, I'm still standing. Here, You're not just a survivor. No, you're a thriver. You're going to go from, the Bible says we go from glory to glory to glory. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. The enemy is slow, slick. In the beginning was the word, because you have a word. In the beginning was the word. Yeah. But the enemy's slicky. If he can attack, you, Dizzle, will you help me now? He goes after. Once again, I, I thought of this at like eleven o'clock last night. That's why it's printed because I thought, how can I embarrass him the most? I didn't say that, I hear. The enemy goes after the fragile things in your life. The enemy goes after the weak things in your life. The enemy goes after the wounds. You can just start taping them all over his upper body. Do you need help? Jade, can you come do the tape, tape for her? Come help her. You just tear her off pieces of tape. She might be there all day. So you always begin with the word, but wait a minute. He goes after the fragile things, the broken things. Because he wants to get your eyes off the word. He wants to get you distracted. The object is to prompt you to let go of the word. So he focuses on the fragile areas. When you get into a hand-to-hand combat, if you go to a a class that's going to teach you survival... They're gonna teach you to go after the weak areas. So he's got hurts, he's got fears, he's got low self-esteem, he's got mistakes, depression, anxiety, and it's also the shiny things, the career, the big house, the big job, the big car, The distractions, I want to do the best. I want my kids to have more than me. I want my kids to not struggle. And I understand that I'm right there with you. But we can't let the fragile things or the shiny things distract us from the word because we got to have a word. You can't just feed the physical. You got to feed the spiritual. You got to feed yourself the word. So the enemy goes, oh, the weak spot. I'm going to come after it. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to hurt him. And you may have been through a season that looked like that. But notice, even though he's got all that, thank you, ladies, he's still got the word. None of this, depression, mistakes, hurts, anxiety, sickness, fear, none of that can break the promises in this book. None of this. None of the shiny stuff, not the all the hours at work, not the big pay raise, not the bigger house, not the fancier cars, not wanting my kid. I mean that doesn't break any of the promises in this book. God is still powerful even when you're struggling. I'm here to tell you when you don't see God moving, he is moving and working for you at the times, because when you're weak, he is. So when you're in low self-esteem, you're weak, but he is when you're dealing with depression, he, you are weak, but he is when you're going through anxiety, you are weak, but the promises don't change just because you're in a struggle. So he comes after those areas. In the beginning was the word. I still have my word. What I've been through, I still have my word. Some of you should say it with tears in your eyes, I still got my word. Some of you with smiles. Some of you should be shouting. Some of you should be dancing down aisle, too, right now because you still got a word in spite of everything you've done, in spite of everything you've said, in spite of everything, in spite of your depression, you still got a word. In spite of your anxiety, you still got a word. In spite of your cancer, you still got a word. In spite of your fear, you still got a word. What am I here to tell you? You still gotta get the word, and the word has got you, and that's where we're about to go. It's not just that you got a word, but the word gets you. For the beginning was the word. Here's the other part. It's not a period. It's a comma. And the word was with God. Not only do you get a word, not only is he giving you a word, but when he gives you the word, he gives gives you himself. He accomplishes the word. The word was with God. I'm not only going to give you the word, I'm going to walk away. And he's not going to just walk away and say, good luck. He is going to accomplish that word for you because it's him. He says, I'm going to go in front of you. Deuteronomy 31.8, don't be afraid for the Lord will go before you and will be with you. The Lord goes before you and he opens up a path. The Lord goes before you and he makes the way straight. The Lord goes before you and he lights the path. Here, don't get ahead of the Lord. Don't get ahead of what God wants to do. So many times in our human nature, we run ahead of God instead of just letting Him go. God, I let you. My job is to worship, my job is to praise, and I'm going to follow you. Lord, you light the path. Lord, you open the ways. You go before me. What say we go before me, beside me, behind me? God's with you. Sometimes he's beside you because if you go down, he says, no, 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 I'm picking you back up. You try to go down, no, 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 he's bringing you back up. Not today, buttercup, you're coming back up. All right. When you're weak, he's strong. It's not about how strong you are. It's about God's ability to pull you up you get it twisted sister it's not about you and your strength no when you go down it's about your call to the king it's about do you still got the word because when you start going down he just begins to reach down and pull you back up because it's his strength that it makes you perfect so he's next to you he's before you beside you there are days you weren't perfect right there are days you didn't cross every dot, cross every T and dot every I. And did God reject you? No. He didn't say naughty, bad. He reached out in love. When you're weak, he makes you strong. When you're down, he lifts you up. When you're down, he brings you up. Philippians 1.6, and he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion. He's going to finish the work. So the days you perceive Him in front of you, there are days you perceive Him behind you. There's days you perceive Him to the right and the left. There's days that you perceive Him not there. And that's when my God is most active. So, let me explain this. Last part. I'm going to show you here... Drake, in your best preacher voice, say, I've got a word. I've got a word. That was pretty good. You only, you not only have a word, but I want you to know the word has you, folks. I'm going to show you something. Now, like I told you, it's pandemic season, the budget's real slim on, on church illustrations, sermon illustrations. I, I, This might be Grandma Rosie, so don't tell her. So Christ is not just in you, but Christ has you. Christ is the word. Let me explain. It's Christ that has you. You don't just have him. You don't just have his word. The word has you. If the word has you, watch this. Let me show you. If the word has you, the enemy comes to attack the fragile areas still testing you. But when you are covered and the word gets a hold of you and you are covered by Christ, when you, my Bible says that you put on Christ. When you put on Christ, I don't know how tall you are. You still got the word? But when you put on Christ, And the enemy comes back to attack the... He comes back to attack your anxiety. When you put on the blood of Christ... There is no demon, there is no devil, there is no angel that can cross the bloodline of Christ. When you put on Christ, they, there is nothing that can get by his grace. There is nothing that can get by his mercy. There is nothing that can break through by the power of Jesus Christ. Because he is, for, he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. There is nothing that compares to him. So I want you to know in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and you got to put on the word because when you put on the word, you can still have anxiety. You can still have depression. You can still have, but the enemy can't attack you. You okay? Yeah. Okay. I told you, you didn't need your mask. I was going to put one on for you. When you are in Jesus, Colossians 3.3, Jesus has you. You can lift up your voice. At that point, you can say, Look at me. Because just like Zechariah, when you come out of being in the presence of the Lord and you have a word, Everything about Zechariah changed. They knew something was different. When you come out of being with Jesus, when, let me explain this. Oh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John, the other gospel writers put Jesus back to humanity and put Jesus back to the descendants of David. But John wanted us to understand that it just doesn't go back to the descendants of David, and it just doesn't go back to that God came down in flesh. No, he takes it all the way back to the book of Genesis. And he says the God that you and I serve, the Jesus that we serve, goes all the way back to Genesis 1 when the earth was without form and when it was without void and it was chaotic. God spoke into chaos and he created sun and he created moon and he created earth and he had the waters draw back when you call on the name of the Lord Jesus. You call all the way back to the beginning of Genesis. You call on the God that has all power and all authority. Ah, that was free. So when you put on Christ, you are putting on the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. You're putting on the God that opened the Red Sea. You're putting on the God that that brought the plaques against the Egyptians. And you're putting on the God that turned the water to wine. And you're putting on the God that rose from the dead. You're putting on the God that came back and ascended to heaven. So when you call on the name of Jesus, you don't need to call on the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. You don't need to call on Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. You don't have to memorize all the names of the Old Testament to put on Christ. You only have to call on the name of Jesus because he said, when you've seen the Father, you've seen me. He said, when you've seen the Father, when you've seen me. He is the God of the Old Testament. Stand with me. So the enemy can't get access to you. There's not an antichrist, there's not a demon, there's not a devil, his mama can say there's not a woman. Ain't no girl, ain't no person, ain't no politician that can cross this line because you are hid in Christ. look at me. You can say, look at me. Lift your hands with me as they begin here, as they start to play. You have a word, and I want you to know the word has you. He's going to accomplish that word that he spoke over your life. He's gonna accomplish that word that you received 25 years ago. I forgot it at home. I have an envelope. It was a word I was given in 2008. Pulled it out of my desk this morning, looking at it. I'm not gonna tell you everything in it. I'm gonna tell you this bunch of the word that was given to me written down by a sweet little old lady in prayer has already come true. But there's a bunch of it that I'm still holding on to that's going to come. So hide yourself in Christ. You can get ready, John. Hide yourself in Christ, and the word will accomplish what it said it would do for you. Lift your hands and receive that right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.